Welcome back to another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, right here on AM 920, Atlanta's own The Answer. In this first segment, is the risk of default increasing on government-backed loans? How can you find out if appliances in your home have been recalled? Wouldn't it be sad to find out that your refrigerator or your washer or your dryer or your dishwasher or something had been recalled and you didn't even know it. Maybe you have the opportunity to have a repair made for free. Is having an ejector pump in your home a problem and something you should know about Metro Atlanta, Georgia State University? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that's typical with life's biggest investments. We want to connect with you, Atlanta. Go to GoGaddisRadio, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back, share ideas. You can request your neighborhood. Be featured in our Neighborhood Spotlight segment, which is typically in the fourth segment of the show. We did not do one last week. We do not have one on the agenda this week, but don't worry. They'll be back. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love for you to be a podcast subscriber. Got a little market update during the first quarter of this year. This is on default risk on GSE-backed loans. And the risk of default is increasing on GSE-backed loans. And I, when I saw that title, thought, I want to know why. What is it that's causing the risk of default on loans backed or owned by the government? What's causing that to increase? During the first quarter of this year, the default risk for purchased and refinanced loans backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac increased for the first time since 2019 when Millman, and they are providers of actuarial and related products and services, began tracking such data through its mortgage default index. The default rate for Freddie and Fannie loans grew from 1.38% in the fourth quarter of 2020 to 1.52% for acquisitions originating in the first quarter of 2021. So they determine risk by looking at three different factors. Number one, borrow risk, borrower, easy for me to say, (laughs) borrower risk, which measures the risk of the loan defaulting due to borrower credit quality, initial equity position, meaning the level of down payment and debt-to-income ratio. Then you have underwriting risk, which measures the risk of the loan defaulting due to mortgage product features, such as an amortization type, a 15-year, a 30-year, a 40-year occupancy status, whether or not you live in the home or you do not, and other factors. And then the third, and when they got to this third topic, I thought, I'll bet this is the reason that there is more risk of default in the mortgage market in the United States. And the third criteria is economic risk, which measures the risk of the loan defaulting due to historical and forecasted economic conditions. For Fannie and Freddie originated mortgages that were originated in early 2021, they are seeing an increase in the potential for default primarily because of the economic risk. That economic risk measures risk of the loan defaulting due to historical and forecasted economic conditions. So the reason 
the default risk on GSE-backed loans. And if you don't know what a GSE is, I apologize. We spent a good bit of time last week on our show talking about government-sponsored enterprises and the fact that Fannie and Freddie, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, are both basically owned by the government because they're in conservatorship. And the risk on those loans is increasing not because the borrowers are increasingly risky, but because the economy is believed to be increasingly risky. We've got a listener question from Melinda in Rockmart. She says, we think our refrigerator has a recall on it. How do we find out? My goodness, Melinda, I just happen to have that information for you. And what's cool is this is a site where you can go in and look up any appliance in your home to see if there is a recall. It is the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. You can call them if you want to at 1-800-638-2772. The U.S. Consumer Product Product Safety Commission can be called at 1-800-678-2772, or you can go to the website, you can go to Google, go to wherever you want, type in cpsc.gov forward slash en forward slash recalls forward slash. So go to cpsc.gov and look for their recall section. Now, when you go to this site, you need to make sure that you have four pieces of information. I'll give you a second to gather yourself so you can kind of keep up with this list. Again, this is the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, and it is where Melinda and Rockmart can go to learn whether or not her refrigerator has been recalled or a part on the refrigerator has been recalled cpsc.gov, cpsc.gov, look for recalls. The four things you need to have available are, number one, the name of the manufacturer, GE, Frigidaire, Samsung, whatever it is, the product type, refrigerator, range, ice maker, washer, dryer, dishwasher, whatever it is, the model number, which in most cases I would assume is on some type of model number and serial number plate on all of the appliances. I know, for example, on a water heater, they are on a sticker on the front of the water heater typically, the model number you're looking for, and the serial number if applicable. I would assume most higher-end appliances or <coughs> washers and dryers and refrigerators and ranges, stoves, those kind of things, they all have a serial number. So... If you think something in your home has been recalled, you're going to rely on the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, and you're going to go to cpsc.gov, look for recalls. You're going to enter the manufacturer name, the product type, the model number, and the serial number, and it will help you understand whether or not something you own has been recalled. In our segment, on something we think you should know about Metro Atlanta. We're going to focus on Georgia State University. Last week, we focused on the fact that the Avid Brothers, my favorite group, is coming to Atlanta to perform at the Fox Theater on October the 30th and the 31st. I hope to see at least a few of you out there. In fact, I know the station has a Hugh Hewitt event coming up, I believe, sometime in September or October, and I'm going to be there and I would love, if you are a fan of the show, I would love to meet you there. Ten interesting facts about Georgia State University. 
First of all, it is a public university located in downtown Atlanta. It was founded in 1913. GSU has 100 fields of study with 250-degree programs, 250-degree programs offered throughout eight colleges. Georgia State University has over 32,000 students. I don't know how that compares to the University of Georgia, but I think the University of Georgia is 35 or 40 or 45 thousand students the school mascot is pounce the panther the black panthers the official school colors are blue and white georgia state university is a research university it is also part of the ncaa athletic conference there are over 1,000 full-time professors Georgia State University started its football program in the fall of 2010 my dad went to georgia state university never graduated but attended Georgia State University. He passed away in 1999, but he always wanted Georgia State University to have their own football team, and I wish that he were still around in 2010 when they launched their football team. And Georgia State University has over 180,000 alumni worldwide, 180,000. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next three to six months, we believe we can help you sell your house for $28,000 more than your neighbors sold their house for. How on earth could this possibly be true? Well, it'll. we're going to do two things to help you. Number one, we're going to give you a customized maximum value plan, which is where we research and understand exactly how high you can push the price on a listing. We'll be pumped to do that for you. We'll also include a up to $15,000 rehab and refresh budget. You can use up to $15,000 worth of our funds to make cosmetic improvements to your home to make it where it'll fetch top dollar, top dollar in today's market. If you want to sell your home for $28,000 more than your neighbor, go to gogaddisradio.com. Click on $28,000 more. Put in a little information. I will reach out to you personally, and we will figure out how to help you sell your house for $28,000 more than your neighbor. We've got a listener question from Rachel and Alpharetta. says, we're buying a home with an ejector pump in the basement. Is this a potential future risk? And the answer, in my opinion, is no, certainly. So an ejector pump is a is in a, a container underneath the slab in the basement. Typically, all of the water and waste goes into that container. In many cases, it actually grinds up the waste and then pumps it up to get it where it's higher than the level of the line that goes into the septic system or the sewer system. So, Rachel, I don't see those as being a problem. I would say 40 or 50% of the homes in Metro Atlanta probably have some type of an ejector pump. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. He makes it his mission to guide each home buyer step-by-step through the entire loan process so they are educated and confident in the mortgage options available and can make the best decisions along the way. His number is 678 226-7887, 226-7887, In our next segment, do you need to get a survey? How to make sure you don't miss even the smallest detail when contracting for a new home. If you have any interest in buying a new home, you do not want to change the channel. You want to stay tuned for the next segment. Stick with us, and we'll be back. 